Sarah, welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to talk to you today for so many reasons, and I'll share some of that. Um, but let me just start off by asking you, like, what made you smile today? Oh, what do you know what? We went this morning to um, the Mutter Museum, Mutter Museum, I don't know, I always say it wrong, <laughs> in Philadelphia. So we were kind of in and out, but um, we've been studying biology all this year with my daughter in 10th grade, all mm-hmm. the way down to my son in, um, well, he's seven, so second, third grade, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and so having them all together and down um, in the city, just, it always makes me smile. It is such an honor to be able to take them places and, and really, um, you know, live and see versus just reading about, you know, biology and whatever, to be able to go and see it was just, uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. (laughs) You are a girl after my own heart. So (laughs) I have always found history boring. Like whenever someone says, I'm such a history buff, I'm like, <laughs> you know, but like, as I started, right? like, okay. once I started homeschooling, I was, you know, I reclaimed my own education as well, because mm, truth. in school, mm-hmm. it was more like study, study, cram, 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 pass mm-hmm, a test, mm-hmm. get your A, move on, forget everything. Yeah, yep. That's how it was. And then now that I'm teaching the kids, I'm like, I don't want to just do the whole open the book tell them to memorize a bunch of stuff. So we were learning about George Washington. I'm like, we're going to PA kids. And I'm like, George Washington's crossing. You're going to see the actual boat that he was in. You're going to relive history in this moment. And the conversations that occurred on our way back and like at the actual museum is like, this is so amazing. This is, this is where we're doing this. That's right. It's so great. And even so in occupational therapy school, I did dissect a a human cadaver, right? And so when we were going through the museum today, not only were they seeing bodies, right? And, and learning in that way, but then I was able to tell them kind of the story of who I am and what that has to do with what I do for a living. And so they were able to connect the two. And I think those stories to help them to find their place in what they're learning, um, it's kind of like giving roots to information and um, it's just such an honor. It's so great. I love the way you phrase that, giving it roots. Absolutely. And then you see like the beautiful fruit growing and blossoming. Yeah. Yeah. But tell us, what is this story? Tell us about you and, and OT and how you got into that. And why did you decide to homeschool? How you started? How it's going? Oh, all <laughs> this is a whole long story. There's so much there. Um, <laughs> yes. So um, I have been an occupational therapist. Um, I started out actually as a recreation therapist from mm-hmm. um, undergrad and um, worked in a hospital and children's hospital in Richmond, Virginia for um, several years. I worked there as doing community reintegration. Mm-hmm. So there was some kids that lived at the hospital. Their medical needs were so severe that we would do I got to take them so many fun places um, to just give them experience, um, even though they lived at the hospital. Um, but then with recreation therapy, it is, it is, mm-hmm, how do I say this without offending any other recreation therapist? I mean, there was just only so far I could go with it. Um, and so at the ripe old age of 26, I was like, well, this is taking this as far as I can. <laughs> so, um, and that's when I started graduate school um, for occupational therapy. And 
because what I recognized that I loved about recreation therapy was helping kids to um, see things that they needed and wanted to do and help them to be able to do it. Now with recreation therapy, it was like, what do I want to do for fun? And what do I want to do to um, to play and to learn through that um, or be involved in my community? With OT, I'm able to work in so many other ways. I look at the whole day, their whole lives of what do you need and want to do you specifically in your environment. So it's so different for every single person. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that was the pleasure of switching to OT. So I worked full-time for quite a while until my child, Annabelle, my oldest was in fourth grade and we lived in Maryland at that point. And my, I actually was in a client's home and she was like, her home just looked very different and she was homeschooling, you know, and, um, I would go pick up my kids and like rush them from school to like field hockey or swimming or whatever. and be like, tell me seven things about your day. You're seven years old and then drop them off at the next place. And yeah. her house just looked very different. And she was like, I think I need to tell you about this homeschooling thing. And I was like, cool, but I work full time and I can't do that. And, yeah. um, within, I I mean, just like God's hand over and over within um, a month, my husband got a new job. We were moving up to Pennsylvania and he um, kind of had the opportunity to try it for the first time. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't have to work outside of the home all day, every day at that point. And so that's when we started homeschooling. So my Annabelle was in fourth grade, um, Caleb was in kindergarten, and then Reese, my youngest was one. So he's only ever known this world. So, yeah, so I worked um, just, not just, but focused purely on homeschooling for um, two or three years and then um, recognized like a need within our own community, um, the homeschooling community. So I was keeping up my OT license, actually went a um, handwriting without tears workshop. Cause I was like, Oh, this is awesome. I can use it at home and it's yeah. gonna keep my OT license, whatever. And while I was there, she was like, do you know, Sarah, the amount of homeschool families that, you know, come to us asking questions, there really could be a, a need for a OT, like to work with the homeschool community. And I was like, I don't have time for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, same week, a good friend of mine um, whose daughter has CP, she was asking a lot of questions um, about adaptations in their day and what, you know, ways to include all of her kids of all different abilities. And um, she, at the end of the conversation, she was like, you should really start a business. And I was like, that's weird. (laughs) And then later on that same week, I opened up my Bible app and the, you know, it gives, you know, options for studies and things like that. And the first one up there was Bible study for entrepreneurs. And that's when I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't really ignore this anymore. (laughs) My God, are you trying to say something? Yeah, right. (laughs) Cause I tried to knock you down the first two times, but So, yeah, so that was in 2019 and it's, um, you know, been a steady um, growth of learning how to be an entrepreneur, how to be a working mom, how a working homeschool mom, how to blend all of this together um, since then. Oh, wow. That is so reassuring for like anyone who's listening. They're like, I can't do this homeschooling thing or, you know, it's not possible. And I say that for two reasons. One, God's hand was all over your story. Oh, through and through. <laughs> through and through. Because like, even for me, my husband was the first one to think about homeschooling. He's like, bro, you know, we should homeschool the kids. And 
But our idea of homeschooling was the kids would be home and someone would come in mm-hmm. and homeschool them. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we were living in Jersey. I was working in New York City. He was working long hours. While mm-hmm. they were more flexible, mm-hmm. he was still working, right? Mm-hmm. So it never even occurred to us that one person is going to quit their job to homeschool. So fast forward, the pandemic showed everyone what homeschooling yeah. would look like. Yeah. And then I had a lot of conversations um, in, in that time. But then we had them in private Christian school and things were going well. And then I quit my job in July, 2021. And I said, mm-hmm. all right, now I'm going to build my business. I'm going to do productivity yeah. coaching, executive function and all the things. It's going to be amazing. And I heard the knock on the door of my heart to, mm-hmm. to pull my older one out of school. And I'm like, so God, remember the plan? I'm going to, I know. My job how often gonna... do we do that? Wait, but don't you remember what I right, said? Right. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you not? That's <laughs> right. Like I'm going to build my business. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. It was not the, I think God is telling me it was so clear. I'm like, yeah. I went to my husband. I'm like, God wants me to homeschool, and, mm-hmm. you know. So mm-hmm. I pulled him out, and then we started doing the official curriculum and everything. And the younger one, who was in kindergarten at the time, was like, "Well, I want to be homeschooled too." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, yeah." That actually made it easier, right? So I'm yeah. like, "You're in the kindergarten. You're gonna graduate. Yeah. We're gonna do the nice cap and gown. Let's just finish it out, and then I'll homeschool you too." And that's yeah. what we did. But it's interesting how sometimes we have our own plans, or we have an idea of what is possible yeah. and what's you know, and uh-huh. God is just like, no, I I have a plan. Just trust mm-hmm. me and walk through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always love those stories of the flashbacks and then this happened and that happened. And then yeah. in but hindsight, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So, when you're going yes. through, it's not. Absolutely. It's always great to look back and be like, oh, I, I can see it. I can see yeah. your hand in it. But as as you're going through, and especially in these big, huge life decisions and in transitions, it is really difficult to be like, Am, am I actually following, you know, your plan here? Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And I think though, those questions are, um, are necessary, mm-hmm. you know, for us to keep asking ourselves and to make sure that we are on the right path. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, gosh, it's so hard. <laughs> so hard. But I love when people have these transparent conversations because mm-hmm. Sometimes you go on like a Pinterest or a YouTube and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so pretty. It's so perfect. That's oh, not yeah. how my journey looks, right? But when yeah. you have these raw conversations, you're like, yes, yes, I went to Washington's Cross and yes, I went to this museum, but my days are not always like this. Yeah, Some days right. I can't find the book that we're supposed to be using, you know? <laughs> how often is that? So my kids are like, where's the book? That? I'm like, I'm not responsible for your book. Go put it in the place yes. that we said it's supposed to go. <laughs> If you put your stuff away, then we wouldn't be having this problem. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I want to share, I don't know how much you know about how much I know about you, but I want to share like why this is even happening. Mm-hmm. So fast, not fast forward, rewind. Let's mm-hmm. go all the way back to, I think, 2021. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant with my third child and I was going to a conference and then they sent an email saying, okay you'll have a roommate. I'm like, are we still in COVID roommate? Tom? I don't want a room with anybody. I'm pregnant. I, I, I pee all the time. Like the person is going to be so annoyed with me. I do not want a roommate. And I'm having this whole conversation with God and I'm like, okay, whatever. Fast forward, I get into my hotel room and the woman and I just start talking and the conversation is just so organic and beautiful. I'm like, God, you wanted me to meet her. This woman is Stephanie, mm-hmm. your friend. So we kept in contact. I was in Jersey. She was in Pennsylvania. We're doing the homeschooling thing. And we're just checking in on each other every now and then. Yeah. She sends me an email and she was like, Hey, I'm doing something with a woman named Sarah Collins. You should 
um, come out and I'm like, I can't make it. Literally the next day I get an email from Chap. Oh, Sarah Collins is going to be speaking. I'm like, who is this woman? And why is she stalking me? Like, what does Sarah Collins want from Why is Sarah Collins here all the time? Right. So a month later, I end up in chat and then I meet you in person. I'm like, Stephanie said I need to meet you. Da, da, da. Uh, you know, Stephanie was like, I can't make it to chat, but you should definitely go introduce yourself yeah. to Sarah. And I was like, great. So I attended your sessions and everything. And then I think I sent you an email saying, you know, how have you been navigating the space? What's going yeah. on? And fast forward, I get... I connect with Ginger from Chap, mm-hmm, and she mm-hmm. was like, well, what do you think about being a talk show host? I'm like, wait, what? God has been telling me that I should start recording videos. I had no <laughs> idea what I was going to be doing with them, but I'm just so naturally curious, and I like to record content, and yeah. I like ask people questions and interview. So then your email back to me, um, you said something to, I'm going to find it, you said something to the effect of the most productive thing I did was to find success for myself. Oh. Yeah. And you talked about your recent Bible study with mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. business owners and the definition of faithfulness and all that. And like, I'm a productivity coach. Do you know that's my word? Do you know <laughs> that if you speak productivity, we're immediately best friends? And in that moment, Ginger hadn't reached out to me yet, but I was going to write back and maybe I did. This needs to be an interview. I want to interview you for my <laughs> for my YouTube show with my two followers. <laughs> so when Ginger reached out, I'm two like, people's two people. <laughs> right. They need to hear it. So when Ginger reached out, I'm like, okay, I'm getting Sarah on this podcast. She needs Great. to tell everybody. So I just want to represent you to that conversation about productivity and how you shared mm-hmm. about faithfulness and how you had to redefine it for yourself. Tell me more about that. This is so interesting because you know, typically when I do podcasts, I'm talking all occupational therapy stuff, whatever. And this is kind of the first time that anyone's ever been like, tell me about being an entrepreneur. And it actually almost made me be like, wait, that is me too. Cause Mm -hmm. I, I forget that so much of for me to serve the homeschool community, I did have to become an entrepreneur. And let me tell you, that is not at all ever something that I would have imagined. And in fact, Mm -hmm. uh, web design, SEO, um, marketing yes it makes me like twitch like (laughs) yuck um I love 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 working with families but the business side of things has been a really big learning curve for me not something that I couldn't learn obviously but something I didn't actually even realize that I would like to do yeah and it's hard to watch people who you know, they're like, Hey, this is what I wanted to do. And then all of a sudden it happens and they're like, boom, it's huge all of a sudden. And that has not been my path. Um, and, and I think actually on purpose, because Mm. how quickly would I have been like, Oh, I am the only OT that serves the homeschool community in this. And my head just keep getting bigger, 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 and have it be about me rather than be about the service. Mm. And um, I could, I can actually see that, see what that would have done and how that could have happened. Um, Instead, it's been a slow and yet steady growth. And I get to, I get the honor of being on people's teams when they are Mm. working towards helping their children to be successful and what they need and want to do. And you do hear me use that term successful because I had to say, wait, that looks different for everybody. Right. And what is success? And so that took quite a bit. Um, and it was, it was actually this summer I was doing a um, Bible study for entrepreneur, another one <laughs> for, for entrepreneur. See how I'm like struggle with this. <laughs> like I've got to dig in um, <laughs> for entrepreneurs. And it talked a lot about defining success and mm-hmm. 
what the definition that they gave was faithfulness in each of the roles that I'm called to do. So like success in my homeschool is going to look different in success in your homeschool. Yeah. Success in my business is going to look different in success in your business because we all have a different relationship with God. We all are different people, but yet all are um, created beautifully, wonderfully in Christ Jesus for the purpose mm-hmm. that he's prepared in advance for us to do. So, you know, he's got these things laid out. We have to be faithful as, as we're rolling through. Um, and that helps me because when I'm relying on myself and being like, well, but I have to reach these goals of like this many people that I'm seeing and this much to, you know, I want to start this new membership, which I have started, but I haven't, (laughs) but to do that, to make it, you know, productive, productive and valuable, I need to have this many members in it and this much. And, um, as OTs, I am with a background in OT, like, um, the goals that we have to write are productive, pro, um, measurable pro, pro, why can I not think of this word <laughs> based on the product that we get? <laughs> so yeah. I don't know. <laughs> my words are not coming very well, but, right. um, meaning like, you know, by the end of this many sessions, the child will do this, this, and this, um, because, you know, um, insurance looks back at it and they want to make sure that we're, you know, producing on, on, you know, at this rate so that our services are warranted and blah, blah, blah. Like it is, yeah those, um, that measurability is something Mm -hmm. is so ingrained in our society. Um, even down to like, you know, this meet this SOL or meet that, you know, this, but you should know these facts by the end of this year, you know, all of that type of stuff. Um, and so it really, for me to kind of unwind that, it was almost like a Mm de-schooling, you know, um, to be, pulling back from that so that I could follow along on this path. Um, It's a, it's a tough journey. It is a tough journey. (laughs) It is a tough journey, but when you have that beautiful definition of the faithfulness, Mm -hmm. then you can kind of move away from the metrics for your own stuff, right? Like you still have to produce on a certain level for that area. But when you have Mm -hmm. the faithfulness, you're like, I am consistent. God, I'm showing up every day. Mm -hmm. I heard a man of God share that um, success is finding out the will of God for your life and then doing that. Right. Mm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, okay, so I need to spend time with God find out what he wants me to do. And then once mm-hmm. I'm doing that, then I'm not responsible for the outcome. I just need to be consistent mm-hmm. and faithful. In yeah. But I love what you shared. Can so-, be so difficult. My daughter and I've been talking about this a lot too, because she's like, um, I, I don't know what God wants for me. I don't know. And I think there's so much pressure for what is our identity and like, mm. so thinking like, wait, you know, what, what God has for me is to be an OT and to be a mom. And to like, we look at all these little roles Titles and, and, and like, yes. And that can be so hard. Like when you said, you know, finding out what God has for me, she's, that's put so much pressure on, on people sometimes. And especially on her, she's been really struggling with that. And so what we keep talking about is that, you know, your identity, like who you are, these are these roles. Yes. And we want you to be faithful within these roles, but your I, identity is only that you are a daughter of Jesus, yeah. you know, a daughter and that you are loved no matter what. And that way you don't have to stay on the straight and narrow all the time and say, this is exactly yeah. who I, who I am, you know, being a mom, being an OT, being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. 
Um, Because any one of those things could disappear. And that does not mean that I do not have the same value. Um, I see what you're doing here. You have just shared like five other topics that you want to come back and talk about. Like I I see it. (laughs) And I'll take notes because we just talked about like shedding titles and, you know, like your identity in Christ and um, purpose and all these things. And that's really what it boils down to. Like, I think when we use these big words, like purpose and the Mm. will of God, it gets so intimidating but yes. when you say yes. what does God want from you like what mm. do you feel called you know like when we mm-hmm. kind of break it down a little bit then it takes the pressure off yes. because honestly speaking like in terms of career I don't think it's well God wants you to be a lawyer God wants you to be a doctor yeah. there are certain we are wired a certain way and mm. we can use it in different occupations right mm. so I don't think it's really the title of the wife the teacher the mom or, or that mm. I think it's really who has God called you to be? How does he want yeah. you to show up? Are you mm. light? Are you love? Are you know, like there's so many different things okay. So that yeah. in itself is a whole mm-hmm. different. Yes. Yes. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Good. But, and I'm glad that you're having these amazing conversations with your daughter because the world is going to have them with her. Right. Yeah. So she needs to mm-hmm. be grounded and have that confidence that I'm a child of God. What does that look like? Are we talking yeah. about the first of the spirit? Are we talking about you know, my faithfulness, what are we talking about? What does it look like? Are we talking about the fact that I'm victorious, that I'm a conqueror, that mm. I'm loved and I'm fearfully and wonderfully mm. made? What does that look like? Because it's yeah. not your roles. Like you said, you can be the biggest professional in the world and you lose that job. Are you no one now? No. Right. That's, and if that's what your definition of success is, yeah. then you are no one all of a sudden. Right. But if your definition of success is that I'm faithful in all of these roles so that mm-hmm you know, if it's creeping and crawling or if all of a sudden, like, wait, this was not going in the exact way that, you know, God needed it to, we need to back that up a bit, move around. Like Mm -hmm. that is great. Like then you know that I am following along and I'm working on it um, rather than like what our worldly success is. Which is a moving target, by the way, because I remember when I got my high school diploma, it was like, woohoo, look at me. Mm -hmm. And then I got my associates and my bachelor's and people are like, okay, when are you going to get your master's? I'm like, okay, fine. I'll get my master's. Then I got my master's. I'm like, when are you going to get your doctor? And I'm like, never, I am not doing it. I am done. <laughs> I am done with school. <laughs> enough. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's this moving target. I mean, you probably need a, a master's to pack bags at a supermarket right now. Like what are we doing? I mean, truth, right? <laughs> but it's, it's a moving target. And unless you yeah. define that for yourself, mm-hmm. you know, like you're sharing with your daughter, you are a daughter of Christ. Mm-hmm. Are you you're still a daughter? Okay, good. Yep, good. We've got it. We've will. got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it's such a moving target. It's like, I have, I make 50,000. Now I want to make 60. Now I want to make 100. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have five followers. Now I want 20 followers. Now I want 200. Yep. It is such mm-hmm. a moving target. And if we yes. don't define success for ourselves, if we don't define productivity for ourselves, mm-hmm. it is just going to be such a hard journey because yep. it is a moving target. Yep. Yep. I wrote down um, last year. I don't know if you can see over here. I keep these vision boards on the wall. Ooh. One of them is my daughter. <laughs> then there's one in the middle that's waiting for something. Um, <laughs> okay. I like that. Right. And then mine is on the on the other side. And um, I wrote on there the um, the privilege of peaceful persistence, and that is what I am grateful with in homeschool OT to be continuing to do is that I've just got this piece about this is where God has me right now. And I'm going to keep persisting and persisting and persisting. And you know, what homeschool OT looks like now versus what it did in 2019 when I started. Um, and 
the ways that God is using it. And even just how the business model itself has changed, you know, it is very different than what I imagined at the beginning, just like when I was working full time, it's my life now is very different. You know, it's just such a, um, we do, we, I have a privilege of peaceful persistence. Got it. Next title for the next podcast. So got it. So we're doing it. We're in. (laughs) But no, it's so beautiful what you're talking about though, because it goes back to the identity. When you hone in on who you are, all these other things don't matter. The pause, the pivot, the tweak, the mm-hmm. change in status, those don't matter because you're secure in who you are, who you right? Are. So you yep. can have the privilege of peaceful persistence. There you go. It. <laughs> love it. Good stuff. Oh my gosh. I can keep you here forever. Do you want to share anything else about productivity or... Um, Like what are your final thoughts? um, My only final thought is that, you know, obviously if you're listening to this, it's probably because you are a homeschool mom and trying to figure out exactly what does that look like within is homeschool mom, your identity. Right. Mm -hmm. And so as, and, or, you know, and it's probably looks different than what you were expecting it to be. And so if I can encourage you that who you are to day is that you are a daughter, right? And that Mm -hmm. is the most important part. And then the rest of it, as you are praying through and and working through, um, your day is probably going to look different than mine or or Rose or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, But none of those are wrong. There's not one right way to be living this life that we have. Um, So, but to be peaceful and persistent, and we're here for you, right? We're all in this together. <laughs> Absolutely. And yeah, that even goes back to the title. When you kind of unlearn the school part and stop saying homeschool and just say you're doing life with your kids, mm, then yep. there's no there's no wrong day, right? Like this mm-hmm. is life. So yep. maybe we did laundry today and they learned that way too, right? It's like <laughs> put X amount of cups of soap or we yep. baked yep. today and we did fractions, you know, like mm-hmm. when you really start to look at it as you're just doing life together, then it mm-hmm. takes some of that pressure off of school and the structure and the desk and you move in the, the school to the house. That's not what we're doing. So yeah. Love it. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was so good having you here. And I, I'm serious. I cannot wait to have you back and back and back and back. So we could just talk about all the things, share resources, just continue to encourage the community. And yeah. I just pray that God richly blesses you as you continue Thank to you. minister to your family and everyone else around you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is a joy and an honor to be here. Thank you.